G'day Hawks and welcome to episode 23 of the Hawkcast. Our guest today uh, has only been part of the Hawks for one season, but in it he's played 10 games of first grade uh, with 182 runs and one wicket to his name. But I'm sure that is just the start for our guest today, Jake Grove. Welcome, Jake. Cheers, guys. I would have appreciated you not reading the stats this year. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Jake. Why don't you why don't you take us back, mate? Um, where where were you born? Where'd you grow up? What was life like for young Jake? Yeah, so I I was born in Sydney, um, Bankstown in Sydney, actually, um, which is a bit rough of a place these days. But uh, just me and my older brother. He's only a year younger than me. So what am I? Twenty five. He's twenty four in November. Grew up in a young family home. Uh, my mum and dad are only forty six seven or something so they're pretty young my my nan the same like my mum's mum she's quite young as well she's only 58 or something so she yeah i, I i'm my mum's one of seven or eight my dad's one of five and I, we actually lived we used to live with them all at the same time so yeah i just grew up in a big family home sort of thing so yeah a bit of a brady bunch thing <laughs> going on um but yeah very active my dad played footy uh, for canterbury north sydney um, and then me and my brother obviously grew up. We were going to play sport. That's how it was. So it's been good. It was good. So, so your dad played for like in the NRL or, or uh, so he played reserve grade. Reserve grade. So yeah. he played reserve grade. Um, I think from the conversations, like I don't really talk to him too much about it. But when I was going through my football career, um, what I understand, he was offered like when the, the the merger happened, the Super League and NRL merger happened. He was offered a contract to go to the Super League. Um, it was a pretty big one from what I understand back then. But he went and played an A-grade game, a local A-grade game with his mates at St. Christopher's that he went and got on the piss with and ended up doing his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he did his shoulder, didn't get the contract. The rest is history. He ends up having to finish up. But, yeah, it, it, like, it is what it is, isn't it? Sometimes it just that's how life is. And sport for you... Um... Were all sports? What were you playing? Mate, everything from, and uh, no joke, lawn bowls to the only sport, actually, it's easier to say the only sport <laughs> I haven't played is soccer. Okay. I, I, I'm not a soccer player. <laughs> I kick the crap out of a ball, but I just, I don't have patience for people diving in front of me because I'll end up picking them up and throwing them. <laughs> um, but yeah, lawn bowls, um, I, me and my brother were the young, still to this day, the youngest uh pairs to ever win it um, a state title oh wow um how old were you so i was nine or ten <laughs> and my brother was either eight or nine oh, wow. no he was eight because our age combined was 18 and you have to be 18 or under to be eligible as one player <laughs> so our ages together were eligible we beat two 18 year olds in the final which i still remember it um it was really really cool because who thought that an yeah. eight and a ten year old were going to take out a state title <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool but then football I, I actually started playing you can't do it anymore but I started playing I played three years of under sixes I started playing at a really young age I scored my first try at the wrong end of the field <laughs> because they were really big dudes that I was playing against um, but yeah I, I, I played oh, so from three to like 20 um, footy um, started playing cricket because my dad loved cricket and he was uh, I think he needed an excuse to get out of the house on a Saturday morning during the summer so he took me down to cricket in a local place called St. Christopher's where we, he, we played football, 
and all the footballers would play cricket and it was just that it was just a big family club so it's still known as the family club uh, which is still good so that's really interesting because you think about even the coast or say Victoria a lot of AFL players play cricket but in your in Sydney like rugby guys were playing cricket in the summer as well yeah so our a lot of the that's why I went to St Christopher's because a lot of the guys that we were playing footy with um, were playing cricket in the summer mm. and like I a lot of the time, like I said, I was either watching my dad play lawn bowls or we were doing something else or athletics. Like me and my brother did athletics at Bankstown for a while. Um, so once cricket come along, like I didn't like running 800 and 400 metres. Who does that? That's just <laughs> stupid. Um, so I didn't like running. but um, So we got out of athletics and went into cricket. But cricket wasn't – that wasn't my sport. Like I was always handy and like very good at it. Like – Going up through school and stuff like that, I was a captain of school teams when I was in primary school and then, you know, made all the Bankstown rep teams and things like that. But it wasn't my game. Like, cricket was just there for the summer. That's what I did in the, in the summer because I, I was a footballer. And that, that's, that's pretty much how it went. I'm just intrigued to know, what yeah. did you have a particular position you played in footy? Believe it or not, I know I'm a big dude now, <laughs> but I was, I wish I, I wish I had one of my jerseys with me. I... I, I was a really small dude once I was 17. Like, you've seen photos on Facebook. I was quite skinny and lean. Um, I played every position on the field, literally. Played every position on the field. Um, from somewhere in the backs and then into the forwards. Um, but as my career got to the end, I, I played a lot of back row. Uh, a lot of back row, a lot of lock. Filled in at 5'8 a lot because I got really good hands and I, I could kick the ball a mile. Um, and then I played a bit of rugby as well. Played like to play outside center or inside center, and I was quite sharp <laughs> at one point. Like oh, I, I, over over a short sprint, I'm quite quick, and then uh, after after I get to like ten meters, I'm, I'm in Lose trouble. a bit of gas. Oh yeah, yeah I start running in quicksand. <laughs> so what's the highest level you played at with your footy? So footy, I played um, I played all the development stuff with Cronulla. Um, I, I was a Canterbury junior, but then moved to Cronulla once my team folded in um, Canterbury comp. Moved to Cronulla comp. Wasn't really a good footballer to be like. I was just a big fat kid at one point, and then as I got through high school, the, the puppy fat started shedding, and I, I started getting good, and I started molding like really going into my skills. Um, and then yeah, so I played a lot of development stuff for Cronulla, um, and then I was in the under twenties uh, system at Canterbury for a little bit. Um, I think I was 18 um, when, I got, when I was in that. And then I got hurt. Um, the injuries put me back. I was a I was very, very unlucky sort of footy player. Like, I've got a lot of mates that are playing in the NRL now mm. um, for multiple teams over, over all, all the 16 sides. Um, Go on, give, give us a, a name. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, so a, lot, a couple of like the origin, a, a lot of those blokes, like Latromich, I played a trial game against him. Um, there's a few blokes like that I play I play games against but Jaden Braley who's the Newcastle Knights captain I played a lot of my football with and I'm still good mates to with this day um, Jaden Nockenbar who's playing Canterbury a lot of those Canterbury boys like because I, I trained with them for a bit but a lot of the Sharks boys as well um, that's the, they're, they're my mates but you know a few of them have all, all said you know you're pretty unlucky with injuries if you didn't have an injury a bad injury list um, you had a lot of potential to, you know, possibly make it. But at the end of the day, it comes down to drive. And once you get those injuries, it's hard to keep that drive. Like, I love footy and I still, to this day, I always contemplate what it could have been or or can I go back and play again? 
Um, but it's just one of those things you, you, you can't do now that you've got a mortgage and mm. work and you, you know, so it's just not worth the risk. But it's pretty cool. Um, like when when does cricket come into it? When did uh, when it was when footy stopped? Did cricket start a bit more seriously? Or so it's funny. I, I like I said, I always played cricket. So I always played cricket in the summer. Um, but when I was in high school, so 13, or 12 and 13, um, we got this thing called AW Green Shield down um, in Sydney, which is similar to like the tabs. Mm. Um, so I played Premier Cricket um, in Sydney, which is equivalent to like Dolphin. Obviously up here, it's just Gold Coast Cricket, so it's probably the next level up. Um, so Green Shield is equivalent to the tabs, or I think um, under 16s. Yeah. And I played in that. and I For what club? Uh, Bankstown. So yeah. I played a lot... A lot of my years at Bankstown. Um, and as I got picked in that, I was like, okay, well, maybe I, you know, maybe I, I, I'll play cricket. And it just happened to be I was just good at cricket as well, which is handy. Um, but yeah, so we, we played Green Shield. And then after my Green Shield year, I got picked, so I was under 16s, I got picked in like this New South Wales rugby league team sort of thing, um, which I ended up captaining. So I was like, Oh shit, maybe I should just play footy. So I, I was like shuffling in between both. And then at one point I, I, I like, I sort of had to make a decision um, and I actually went and played footy. And it was, it's really funny, like a funny story about it. I went and played footy I, I, after that New South Wales thing. Um, I made the NRL All-Stars team. So I, I played in an NRL All-Stars against the Indigenous All-Stars um, when they were doing that, that, that thing. Um, so I played in the NRL All-Stars, but... Because it was a two-day game for the cricket that week, I couldn't play cricket. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sweet. Um, I, I just miss out cricket this week. So we played on the Friday night footy or Saturday night, the footy game. And then second grade in like in Bankstown were washed out. And if you have a washout, you can actually bring players into the squad. At this time, I'm, I'm 16 or 15. Um week two come along someone gets injured someone's done their back I get a phone call at like six o'clock in the morning Grovey Grovey we need you to come down to, to play you got to play second grade this week I was like what I'm not <laughs> I, I was playing fifth grade at the time so I was like I was playing fifth grade um, with a bloke named Daniel Solo <laughs> who's now playing uh, uh, first class cricket yeah um, and yeah so then we went and we went and played Second grade on Chatswood Oval, one of the nicest grounds in Sydney grade cricket. I didn't get many that, that day, but um, I played with a bloke, Nathan McAndrew, who's playing mm-hmm. for Thunder. Um, we ended up, we were the last week at partnership, and um, I think Macca scored 60 or 70 that day. He batted really well. Gave it a whack. Yeah, yeah. Well, my first ball, I, 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 the, bloke was, the bloke that got me out took seven for like 30, bowling rapid, swinging both ways, had no hair, looked like he'd been there for a while. Um, and I go to Mac, I go, what do you want me to do? Do you just want to block it out so you can try and score the runs or what? He goes, oh, don't worry about it, just go slog them. So first ball, um, this bloke who's six for six for 20, bowled me a half volley and I just smacked him back over his head for, I think it was either one bounce four or six at Chatswood Oval. Macca comes down the weekend and goes, you're trying to do that a few more times and then just get me on strike and let's see where we go from there. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, and then that, that's when sort of footy took over. From there, but I had little great memories of cricket like mm. that, and really good success, like success through cricket. But it was in patches because I had picked footy. Um, but then once the injuries started coming through footy, so I dislocated my shoulder, I've done my back. I, you know, I'd, a few injuries had, had started build up, 
And then I, I sort of had a conversation with my dad. He's like, hey, listen, you know, you can either really play footy, but you've got to get your body right, or you can just play play footy to enjoy it. Go play cricket. You're still killing it in cricket. You'll have fun. Go try and get a first-grade cap at Bankstown, which is, you know... It's pretty, the, pretty cool. Yeah, with the, the War Brothers, you know, Nathan Bracken. There's some famous, famous... Daniel Hol- uh, Wayne Holdsworth. There's some famous, famous people um, that were that have come out of Bankstown, and it's a legendary club. So I was like, oh, well, let's do that. Then footy will pull me back <laughs> in every time. And... Um, I ended up making another New South Wales team and I played against the NRL. I played in another NRL All-Stars team. So I got picked another one and um, against New Zealand this time. Um, and some of the names in that New Zealand side are playing, like Brendan Smith was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really good players that were playing at, at the age of 25. Now you go through the NRL, people that are 25, 26. It's ridiculous. Some of the talent that's there and a lot of them I've played against or played with or... Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is awesome. Um, and, and so did you, later on, did you get that Bankstown first grade cap? No. So I only ever played second grade, um, which, it you know, it is what it is. I I, I probably didn't help myself at, at Bankstown. Um, you know, I'd been there from 14 or something. Um, and at the time, my, my, my girlfriend at the time, her grandfather was Brian Booth. Who was, who was captain of Australia. Um, and he's a club legend at uh, St. George. So I went and played for St. George for a year. Um, they weren't... Bankstown is a very boys' boys' club, and I love Bankstown. Bankstown is one of my favourite places ever. Um, they're so they're, The people there are so great. The club's changed a little bit now, but I still got respect for all the people there and the, the people that um, you know, are building that club. But I didn't fit in at St. George. Bankstown's very similar to what Helens Vale had like that. You know, everyone's one of the boys. There's no outcast sort of thing. Um, and I didn't fit in at St. George. I was, I was a bit too loud. And, you know, I wasn't. They wear suit and ties. Bankstown wear shorts and singlets. <laughs> and I, I just didn't fit in. Uh, so after a year, I went back to Bankstown, played with my brother. Um, and then I spent my last two or three years in Sydney at West, which is, again, another boys' boys' club. All the old school Bankstown guys had moved to West. Um, and I, I love West as well. They're, they're, some some of those people, some of my best mates. I, I loved every part of playing for West. I loved every part of playing. Even St. George and Bankstown. I, those memories, I, I'll, I'll never. They're, they're, they're always, always going to be some of the best times I had, had playing cricket. Um, but yeah, it was always good fun. And how did you, so how did, how did you end up on the Gold Coast? Well, that's, um, that's really funny because I wasn't actually meant to be on the Gold Coast. I was meant to be in Canada. Yeah. Um, after footy, I'd got hurt. I was done. I was like, all right, yeah, cool, done. I got four pins in my knee and had a big knee reco because uh, I, I got hurt in England. I went to, oh, sorry, I went to England um, to play cricket. I got I got a gig in England playing cricket. Whereabouts? Uh, High Wycombe. Uh, so just, I think it was just west of London. Um, beautiful little country town, awesome town. Um, two days before round one, about to make my debut in first grade. I'm in the nets. I play a pull shot. Um, the ball hits the bare post, the bare metal post in the net, comes back at me, dislocates my knee um, because I I don't hit the ball soft, unfortunately. <laughs> um, twisted my knee around and then I end up snapping my leg upward. So 
like I could almost tickle my ear with my feet. Um, go to the hospital. Uh, my my season's done before I play a game. Mm. Uh, so I come home, and then I get started. I'm like, all right, rehab, pre surgery, get some prehab going. Get some. I end up losing like 15 kilos too because I was mm. just swimming every day. Mm. Um, and then when I got fit, one of I got a wrestling company got in contact with me. I started. <laughs> All right, well, all right, let's see what they got. And I would go down and I was like, which kid, as a kid, as if you didn't want to be a wrestler, when like as if you didn't hit your brother or your sister with a pillow and pretend to knock them out or something. Like, it is what it is. So this is the first time wrestling has ever crossed your path? Yeah, like, wrestling Like, other than just watching it? Other than watching it, this is the first time I've ever, like, oh, as a kid, you're like, oh, I want to do that. It's cool. Um, but first time ever that this has actually come up and... So there's a place called Vulcan, Vulcan Championship Wrestling, VCW. Vulcan is the guy from Gladiator with the um, with the Dreddies. Yeah. He now owns a wrestling school and a gym in Menai, uh, which is only 10 minutes up the road from my house at Padstow. And um, yeah, he goes, oh, come down. We're looking for people that are athletic and whatnot. Anyway, I go to this trial. My knee's still not... I'm, I, got the, I got the surgery done in September, the day before the AFL Grand Final. And then... This was in February, so it's only a couple of months apart. Knee's not in any good shape. I jump in the ring, I'm bouncing around, whatever. And he goes, what can you do? I was like, oh, I'm a qualified gymnastics teacher, so I can do backflips and stuff. And he's like, go and do one. I did a backflip, and he's like, he's like, we, we, we need to have him now. <laughs> like, at the time, I was 100 and... I'm six foot two, and I was 100 and... 10 or 12 kilos doing backflips yeah so doing backflips because because i can <laughs> um, can you still uh if i had a height uh, uh, enough height i probably could yeah um but yeah that was what drew them to me and because i was come from a, a football background i was physical mm. i like being i enter this i still like being hit i know it sounds stupid but i like being hit and i like hitting people it's fun <laughs> it's like it's really good fun um, and I, I miss that physicality, mm. and which is what I got in footy, and I still miss that. I like to this day I could go play a game of rugby league and just enjoy getting the shit kicked out of me. Um, yeah, my body's gonna hate it the next day, but I, I really enjoy that physicality. Um, and then, yeah, it just happened to be it all tied in really well. I got through the the one month probation, and all of a sudden, normally you got to have six to a, six months to a year worth of training before they even put you on a live show. I was in. I was training for, I think, a month and a half, two months, and I got put on a live show within two months. Um, all because my so Vulcan was trained like the head trainer, but then there was another head coach. His name's Andrew Villanopus. I can't even say his last name, but he wrestles for New Japan Wrestling. He's toured for New Japan, and he used to train with us. And he got me up to shape really quick. He's like, and like I was training five six days a week with him, um, because he needed to get ready for the New Japan tour that was coming up. And no one else in the wrestling uh, in our in our dojo could like proper wrestle. I learned how to wrestle um, Olympic style at Canterbury because we had a judo coach who taught us how to wrestle. So he was taking everyone else down to the mat really easy at at Vulcans wrestling. And anytime he tried to shoot wrestle me, I would put him back on his head, and he was like. Why can't I get you down? I was like, because I learned how to wrestle. He goes, where did you learn to wrestle? I was like, uh, footy. <laughs> so I ended up teaching him how to wrestle. And he went to New Japan and started putting blokes, like 
big time wrestling names, he started putting them down because I taught him a few things. It was really cool. So it was a, it worked out really well for both of us, to be fair. And then I, yeah, I got really good. Um, and to get back to the question, mm. how I ended up here, I got a contract in Canada, um, wrestling, uh, for Torture Chamber. Um, the head coach, Drew Onyx, um, he was being a coach at WWE, so WWE want him, um, and he's now the feeder um, in Canada. He's the feeder promotion to WWE. Mm. So blokes like Kevin Owens and Finn Balor go train with him and all NXT stars, before they're ready to go on TV, go train with him. And I had a contract with him, and unfortunately, I was ready to go. I had my visa, I had my passport, I had everything ready to go. I had, like, my bags are packed. Everything was done. And then as we went, I think we were about a month off, uh, Chrissy, my girlfriend, she hadn't got her visa just yet because I was going to go for a month before her just to get settled. COVID hit. And as COVID, like, we're like, oh, shit, this thing's, like, this thing's pretty serious. Nothing too serious yet. No borders or anything being closed, but... It was enough to be a little bit scared about. And I just said to Chris, I was like, listen, that dream is going to be, that's, it's gone. Like, it, it, I can go back to it later on. Like I can spend two months, three months in later on if I want to do it. But we need to be thinking right now, if this COVID thing really happens, we're in trouble. So I said, our bags are packed. There's not a lot going on in Sydney. We can't buy a house in Sydney. We can't rent. It's too expensive. We'll just move to Queensland. My dad's been, um, he, my dad lived with us in Sydney, but he works, he was based in Queensland, so he'd be up here three times a week anyway, and he told us how good it was. We're like, all right, well, and she goes, yeah, all right, well, let's let's do it. So we just packed our bags. I literally, within two weeks, half, some of my best mates didn't know I was leaving for Queensland. And I, because I just packed my bags, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Queensland. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then I ended up on the coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to be fair, I'll never go home. This is home now. So I'll mm-hmm. never go back to Sydney. I, I, I love it. So I didn't realise you only moved what started 2020. Uh, like mid-2020. Yeah, March 10th, 2000, uh, March 10th, 2020. Wow. Um, and I, that day will forever be instilled in my brain because it was also the day I found out my nan had cancer. Mm. So I that that day is very special because it for, for two reasons, obviously, but... Fast forward a year later, I bought my first house, March 10, 2021, which is really, really cool. So um, that day is is very, very specific and very special. So yeah, for good and bad reasons. So, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Before we move on to some cool (coughs) stuff, I've got to ask you, so the the type of wrestling that you're training for and you're doing in live shows, like take us behind the curtain. So it's not, (laughs) it's not all fake, surely. I've got videos I'll show you later. I'm more than happy to prove I've got the scars on my back. The only thing that is fake, and I shit you know, I wouldn't lie to you. This is the only thing that's fake is we know who's going to win when we walk through the curtain. The chairs are real. The 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 tables are real. The ladders are real. I've fallen off ladders. I've been thrown off ladders. I've been hit with chairs. The ring is this what you've got here on the floor, mm. and they put like a. Just a, like a bed sheet sort of thing over the top so that you don't get splinters. Um, the, everything is metal. It hurts. It friggin' sucks when you get, if you <laughs> if you don't bump right. Um, it hurts and it's not fun. But like I said, I love being able to bomb people on that floor. Like it's so much, it's so much fun. But yeah, everything's real. And believe it or not, it, it is real. I show, I show a couple of the boys um, in first grade, I show, I've got a few of my matches. 
Paul Baird is in love with it. He just he's just in he's just amazed at he goes, Why do you do this? You get hit with a chair and you get back up. Why? Um and even like Jack, uh Pup, he's loving it too. All the boys. Ryan is a massive fan. Ryan's like, I'm coming out and watch you so I can abuse you. <laughs> Best part is I, I I'm a bad guy. So I, I'm a bad guy. Um, as much as I'm a good guy in person. <laughs> It's so easy to be a bad guy. Like people abuse me, and I, I, I find it so fun. I just give it back. Like I got this big, this is big girl that comes to all the shows um, at Yatla. She just abuses me, absolutely abuses me. So I just give it back to her, and then I steal people's beers. They leave beers on the thing, and I go around. Like my first match, I hadn't had a match in about a year and a half. My first match in Queensland, I was gassed. I was I, I was running the match. So I was the leader of the match, and it was a five way match. And I was gassed. I had to jump out of the ring. I'm sitting on the side of the, the apron like, oh, no, I can't breathe. I turn around and I just grab some bloke's <laughs> beer to hydrate. And they're like, and then it become a thing. So every show I go to now, people like giving me beers as I'm, like, as I'm, as I'm going around the ring during my match. It's so good. I love it. So how often, how often do you have a show? I go to a show once a month. Um, I, was meant to have a, I was meant to be on the show last Saturday. Um, I... I pulled out of it just because I got a couple of niggles that I, uh, I just and and again the timing like I'm trying to move into this house as well the timing's not great, um, but yeah I got a show in three weeks um, and actually next month so what, uh, July mm-hmm. uh, I got two shows in July so I got one in um, one at Yatla and then one in Brisbane at the back lot or something I don't know it's an over eighteen show so every every match is a hardcore match. One of my mates is a psycho. He loves like they do death matches and like they're sticking Goodness. skewers in each other's heads oh and like gosh. throwing light tubes over each other. I'm not a fan of it, but I'm one of my mates is a psycho. He's got like this. He's got he just wants to be thrown into thumbtacks and like oh. and I'm like I'll verse him and I put my hand up. I was like I'll, I'll I'll verse him. Hit me with a chair. Hit me with a, a kendo stick. I don't care. But I am not going through thumbtacks. You're not putting things in my head. You, you're dreaming. He's like no no no. You could do that to me. I was like, deal. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm making you sign a waiver. If you die, it's your problem. <laughs> it's not my issue. That's that's fascinating, man. Um, but to get back to the cricket, so you, you you arrive on the Gold Coast and obviously you're in the off-season, but then you, you are thinking straight away you want to find a club to get into? Yeah. So I, I come up obviously at the... Very back end. I yeah, guess. back end, yeah. but it was during COVID, so like, I don't even know if he's really. Now we didn't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah didn't play finals. So yeah, so and then a couple of months have passed. You know, Kyle Broccoli hates me, absolutely hates me. Um, we had a run in in Sydney. We played against each other. Right. Had a run in Sydney, but I'm I'm of the opinion where if whatever happened on the field, it is what it is. I don't care, and I'd put it behind me, but. The only reason I went to Broadie was because I knew a face. I got along with his brother. And Kyle um, was the captain coach? At, no, just the captain Just captain, the okay. And I only went there because I knew a face, but I didn't actually get in contact with him. I got in contact with uh, Paul as a party, who is one of the nicest humans Absolutely. I've ever met. I can uh, verify that. Yeah, and I, I just said, hey, listen, mate, I'm, I just moved up. I want to play career. Um, and in this, that. But I, beforehand, I'd met Bill at the bowling club because I, I went to the Helensvale Bowling Club because I knew a couple of people there. Bill gave my number to Mud, and Mud rang me to be the head coach of Helensvale because this was before Jack. Mm. 
And I was like, oh, I'll have a think about it, whatnot. And then I sent him a message a couple. I didn't want to drag him on. I said, listen, I'm going to Helensville. Uh, I'm going to Broadbeach, sorry. They've offered me this. Uh, the assistant coach gig. I didn't want a head coach gig straight up. I did think about it, mm. but straight away I was like, I don't want a head coach gig. I don't even know if I'm going to last in Queensland. I don't know. Like, I've literally just been here for like three months. And, yeah, so I was like, I, I have to knock it back, but thank you. And Mud's like, and to this day, Mud, you ask him. He tells me all the time. He throws it back. He always says, it'll be the worst decision. He goes, I'll see you at the club anyway. I used to, I used to go to the cricket club after Broadbeach games. Yeah. Um, which I, I'd seen you guys around. And he goes, it'll be the worst decision you ever make. He goes, you'll be back. So it doesn't matter, but you'll be back. And he always tells me, I told you, you'd be back. It was the worst decision you ever made. But yeah, I went to Brody because of, I knew a face. And I was meant to be the assistant head or the assistant coach, which come with, you know, the, the perks of whatever it was. And that got shut down after. So I was the assistant coach heading into the season. I'd done everything I needed to. But then obviously... Oh, I haven't been told this officially, but I think Kyle's like, no, I don't like him. This is that. Mm. Uh, we went away to a trial game in um, Sunny Coast, like three weeks before the T20 comp. I batted six or something. Uh, so down the order where I normally would bat. Every, when I went in, we were like five for 30. Playing against a second grade or first grade mm. Sunny Coast side. I ended up getting 80, 80 or... Something like that. Something big. Got out. Broke my box. Got hit in the nuts. Broke a box. Dislocated my shoulder that day too. Got out. I was like, oh, so, and Shane Davis. Like, I got. I, I really do like Shane as well. Um, Shane, like, oh, you know, that was great. That was great. Yeah, you were playing with us. You know, this, that, this, that. And then they gave the coaching gig to Danny, my coaching gig to Danny because they needed to keep him, which I understand. That's fine. They want to keep him. Danny to down there. Is what it is. I was a little bit disheartened about that because it was, it was a bit... The way that they did it wasn't very great. Mm. So it already got me a little bit pissed off. And then like, I was performing. I, I scored runs in the T20s. I was doing well. I was, you know, helping out what I needed to do, turning up to every session. Round one comes. I get picked in second grade. And I'm mm. going, what? Even, even everyone at the club was like, what? Like, how has this happened? Shane Davis come up to me. He's like, mate, if it was up to me, you'd be playing this, that. And I was like, I don't need to hear that. I don't mm. care. I don't, I don't want to know. I end up playing you guys round one. And I think I poor um oh, I forgot who was bowling the first over. But whoever bowled the first over, poor bloke went for about thirty off it. <laughs> um and yeah, and then I think I got like forty or something in two and a half overs, got out, didn't care, whatever. Round two come, I got picked in second grade again. And then I rang Mud after that. Uh, before that game I said, Listen and because I'll still come to the club after my game. Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, and Mud's like, I've got a contract for you here. Like, it's done. So you're ready to sign. You sign. Hell is Like, you just got to sign it and you're done. And then, yeah, I eventually finally saw the light after round. Oh, sorry. It, I, after the second grade, I played two games in twos, went to ones, scored 60 in my first grade debut, and then uh, played ones again the week after. And I think I got, I think I got barbecued badly. Um, and I was like, that was it and I batted like eight that game mm. after batting five the week before and scoring, scoring yeah, yeah scoring runs so I was like I'm done I rang Mud and Mud's like yeah done let's go let's do it and I, I think I turned up to Broad to Helensville training a couple of times while I was still at Broadie just to get a feel and and whatnot and the aim for me to come at Helensville was to help Jack 
and that was that was the goal last year, and that's that's how I ended up at the club. And to be fair, I had a lot of fun. I, I love the club. I, I like I said, I, I treat that club like Bankstown and and West. It's the boys' club. It's a lot of fun. There's not much shit that goes on. It's just everyone just enjoying themselves. It's great. So what um. What attracted you to when you're playing for Broad Beach but coming to the Talons after the games? What, why? So attracting me to Broad Beach was obviously if you didn't know if you were in my position, right? Mm. Oh, but I'm, I'm also thing. oh yeah, I'm also mean you. Why did you, I come? What you were playing for Broad Beach and but coming to Helensvale? Why are you hanging out with Helensvale? Yeah, 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 yeah. After what? the T20 game, we played against Helensvale. Um, I, me, Bakes, and Danny were at the the club drinking till I think it was about twelve or one o'clock in the morning. We'll just clarify that Steve Baker, not Paul Baker. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. a different night. Yeah, Steve. Um, and I thought to myself, I was like, I really enjoyed this, and then I enjoyed it that much that when I got disheartened and pretty pissed off at Broad Beach, and plus I lived around the corner from Helensville, by the way, mm. like literally around the corner. Why would I go to Broad Beach to get my nose rubbed in it and then be angry, come home angry to my missus, can't have a beer out there because I can't drive home. Mm. So I thought, you know what? I'll go to I'll go to Helensvale. They can abuse me because I would turn up in my Broad Beach kit. They can abuse me. I'll have a bit of fun. I'll get absolute blotto and then walk up. And I was like, sweet, I'll just do that. And I did that for three weeks. Mm. And I was like, and I, and I think that's where it come from. Like, that's why I think I'm so invested in the club because the club showed me friendship. I, I, mean, I had no friends when I happy. Mm. I come up here and just made my girlfriend. It was us versus the world and during COVID. Like, it's not an easy thing. Like, we are both unemployed, renting with no parents, no money. I was like, oh, shit. All right. Only thing that kept us alive was literally meeting friends at Helensvale the few friends I have at Broad Beach. That's what kept us going. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we, it was, we're good. We're good. But that's why I, I love Talents Val. They, the, the time that they, they did not need to accept me. Walking in in a Broad Beach kit, imagine how that felt. Like, it's not, you look back and you go, you're not. <laughs> like, you guys accepted me. That's for what it was. You know, no complaints, no nothing. Yeah, here's a beer. Here's a cold beer. I think it was Ruley's 21st at one point. I was at Ruley's 21st. I didn't know it. It was gold. I don't remember walking home that night, but I got home. Um, but yeah, I, that's what, and it, it really talks what Helen's Valley is, like Club Helen's Valley is that we'll accept anyone. doesn't matter. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, my, one of my first interactions with you, Jake, was um, when you did come across helping out with the, the fielding drills and the coaching, and you mentioned that that was something you were going to do at Broadie as well. So is that something you've always been interested in? Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I I, I still coach uh, a Pathways team for New South Wales. So really? I'm, a, I'm a cricket New South Wales coach. Um, and I did that at home. I've been coaching cricket teams for as long as I can remember. Like my little brother's team, I coached. They're the grade younger than me and I was their head coach <laughs> at 16 yeah. or 17 when I got my licence. Um, so I'd been coaching and I helped out those Green Shield teams in, at home once I was done. Um, and I was always coaching for a bloke named Jeff Spotswood who played rugby league for Canterbury and, and things like that and, and Wes. And he was like my mentor and he taught me how to coach. And I loved coaching. It was a passion. It was... Like it was so fun, um, and I just happened to be 
get good at it, I guess. Um, and then once it, once it, you know, I got the opportunity, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I love, uh, like, I pride myself on my fielding. Mm-hmm. At Bankstown, I made sure I was one of the best fielders. I don't drop catches. I make sure of it. Um, and that's one thing that I did well last year um, was I, I think I dropped one catch and if I caught it, it would have been an absolute screamer. Um, but yeah, it, fielding is key. You may not bat, you may not bowl, but there's a guarantee one thing that you are going to do and it's field. And if you if you can't do it, the other two, make sure you can field well. Mm-hmm. Hence why when you do the drills with me, it's all high intensity and it's all like related to what is going to happen in a game. Like balls aren't just going to roll to you and you're just going to pick them up. They're coming at you and things are going to happen and you need to put onus on yourself to make it happen. Um, but yeah, I, I loved every part of that last year with Jack and I think the best part about it is, especially this year now that I officially am the assistant coach, I can help Jack. Like Jack is fresh, he's young, he's new. And that's the best part. It's two young guys. Yes, I've got a little bit more experience what Jack does, but he can take what I've got and he can be a better coach for it. Like he's got so many good ideas and he's he's really good. Um, he just needs time. And I, I can't say a bad word about Jack. I think he's, he, he has a lot of potential. And I think the club's in good hands. I really do. But yeah, coaching is a, is a, a big part of my life and I love it. I think it's fantastic. So, what well, looking back on last year, yeah, it probably wasn't the year we were hoping for in first grade. What, um, wh- I guess, why, like, and we, were, as I think Jack said in uh, the first episode of this season that we did, uh, we were in every game pretty much. We just couldn't get over the line. I guess why was that, and what what needs to, I guess, change to to have um, the year that we all want to have this year. The unpopular answer is attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not something you want to hear that your attitude... Mate, my attitude at some points sucked as well. It stuck. Um, I think but that is the... That, and I've had this conversation with Jack. He agrees. Attitude is the biggest... You, you could be a useless cricketer, right? But if your attitude's good, you may change something. You may change the game. Something may happen just because your attitude's right. I think, obviously, as well, like, we, we need to focus a little bit more on our 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 own selves as well like everyone was thinking about too much of everyone else um every team i've captained or i've coached i always say if you no matter what if you bat from one to 11 if you score me 20 runs every single player from one to 11 scores 20 runs we score 200 runs mm. yeah one player, or hopefully in, in that 20, two, three blokes, two are going to get 50. One may get 100. One is going to get 30. We're already seeing it. We're looking at 300. Yeah? It's an easy game once you break it down. Hey, just score 20. And I used to say that to the like all the young fellas that I, I was um, opening the bat with, or any young fella that I've come out and batted with me last year. Hey, just get me to 10. Or, hey, just get just get 20. A lot of the time, Caleb Day is the most nervous person I've ever batted with. He, I, I love Caleb, but there's so many times where he's like, he's just edgy and like he, he comes up to you after an over and he's like, I'm not feeling good. I, I just, I can't get the middle of the bat. It's like, all right, don't, just drop on your feet and let me hit this bike for six. And then, and then like, and he, a lot of the time he's actually said it to me, oh, I feel so good when I bat with you because that over that I just blocked out, you've just taken the next for 12 or 13 and like I feel good again. I don't feel like I'm under pressure. 
And it's like, and and I think players just need to understand that about themselves. Like, you know, Sam and myself are gonna, you know, Sam especially is he's gonna go from ball one, um, and he's gonna hit a lot of it. Um, I'm gonna look to attack. Harry's gonna look to attack. You know, Jack, Caleb, uh, Snides, they they can they can just move the ball around. But if we all get twenty, I'm telling you now, we go a long way, a lot, a long, long way instead of getting out for 110. Same with the ball. Go for less than six and over um, and take a wicket every three overs. Happy days. Because you end up being, you bowl, what is it, eight over spells up here. Take a, take a wicket every three overs. Mm. You've got two or three. Mm. Five bowlers, yeah. And you've only, yeah, you've only gone for, oh, yeah, and it's, it sounds easy, but yeah, you say it's harder to take. Oh, but it's great to keep it simple, yeah. But that's the best way. And don't let anything get past you in the field. Throw your body half the time. You're not washing your clothes. Either your mum's washing them or your missus is washing them. Who cares? Get them dirty. Make them earn it, make them earn it this week, you know? Like, um, but yeah, get dirty. I, I love diving. I, I, I'll throw my body at anything. I don't care. I think it's fun. Um, except for when my shoulder comes out, <laughs> which happened twice last year. But um, yeah, it's an attitude thing. I, and I, I tell you now, we're young. Mate, I'm the second oldest in the team, other than Ryan, who's like 30. Um, <laughs> well, you've had it a few, so he's like, yeah. <laughs> Sticks is going to hate it. But Ryan's like the oldest in that team. And then it's, I think it's me at 25. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really young team. We build this team and we get a core and a nucleus of this team right now. Those 25-year-olds that are, yeah, getting the shit kicked out of them right now. But we'll win a comp in five years, I guarantee it. Doesn't happen overnight, but you give it you and that's the thing I say to Jack and Mud all the time, give me five years. Just let's let's break this down. You know, you can't build a house in one day. It takes a while. You gotta lay the foundation. We're, we're gonna lay the foundation now. Um, you know, the cement slab's going down. Me and Jack are already in plans of doing some really cool stuff. You know, the cement slab is going down. It's great. So yeah, it's going to be a good year this year. I'm, I'm, I really am looking forward to it. I, I genuinely think this club has potential. We, we draw players in. like, And the best thing is we don't pay people, right? So you come to Helensville and you play for Helensville because you want to play for Helensville. I'm telling you now, five years' time, people are going to be knocking the door down saying, hey, I want to play for Helensville. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. We've got, we got a lot of players now. Like, mm-hmm. That's what we want. And, the, you know... The, the thing is, we always talk about who can we get this year or how can we get them. Give me five years. After five years' time, we will have everyone coming to us. <laughs> that's why Broadbeach, everyone wants to go to Broadbeach. It's successful. You know, that's what got me at Broadbeach because you look at the resume, it's sexy, right? But five years' time, Helensvale is going to be just as sexy. I'm telling you, everyone is going to want to play for Helensvale, which is what I want. That's That's my goal. That's great. I just want to ask you one more question, mate, before we close up with our with our super over segment. But um, you talk about uh, getting close with your footy, like at a high level, um, getting close with Bankstown to almost getting that first grade cap, um, and then even the, these plans with Canada and the wrestling. Yeah. So in, in your life, like already, you've had um, a lot of setbacks, you know, where you've got really, really close. Um, how, how, do you, how do you get through that? So I for me, it's all about, again, attitude. It's positivity, it's attitude. Yes, there's been some shit times and what and whatnot, but footy was almost there. All right, well that's that door is not necessarily closed, but like it's it's there. All right, let's go to the next one. 
and then it was cricket and it's like all right well i can always i'm good at that i can just go there uh you know wrestling hey i'm really good at that let's let's go there it probably didn't help for me that you know without blowing your own horn i was good at too many things like and now i'm playing bowls again i'm playing bowls at Helensvale again you know and I, I, i'm looking at play, playing pretty good bowls there and you know i think it's just more for me all right there's a setback just get the next thing um and i've got good support people around me like all my mates like i've got a couple of really good mates that got me out of the hole when i did my knee and when i when i blew out over in england when i blew out here after footy really really good mates and my brother like my brother's my best mate like he he and he lives in Wollongong, so he unfortunately doesn't live up here but and i've only seen him once since i've moved in two years so but that 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 is what the best part is, is my mates. They, they get me through that, but also because I'm like, oh, well, shit happens. I, I, like, worse things could, it could be worse, right? I, I could have died young and be done. I say, oh, well, that's gone, whatever, I'm just going to make it doesn't matter. I'm still here, I'm still kicking. I've got good, good friends, I've got good mates. I've got a great club that I want to be a part of. I've got a house, I've got a girlfriend, I've got everything. What, what, who cares? I don't, like, nothing's not going right. It, it just is what it is. And that's, I, I, people probably sick of hearing, I say that a lot. Mm. And I always say, it is what it is, it doesn't matter. Oh, well, who cares? It's too shit, it doesn't matter. But that's that's pretty much it, is, is that's that's my outlook. All right, well, one door closes, let's just go to the next one. No point dwelling on the last one, it's just closed. It's awesome, man. That's really good stuff, Jake. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap up here with our super over segment. So we're gonna give you six words uh, or phrases, and uh, we want you to give us uh, just a one or two word answer. One word. We're saying one word. Yeah, I, yeah. I always try and give people more, but one word. One <laughs> word answer um, for these for these different words. So um, I'll let you kick off, Cobby. Oh, I have to go. Bankstown. Either love or passion. What about uh, John Cena? Gross. He's a, he's a king. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Maloney. Also king. <laughs> <laughs> what about your experiences with the world's greatest shave? Loved it. Second time too. Um, Underbold. Most definitely. <laughs> and to be fair, I can't blame Jack. My shoulders will go on. I was done. And uh, finally, mate, what are your thoughts on the Hawks? Mate, I, like I said, I... I I've told my this this many times. I've told Jack this. I I love this club. I I don't like again without being a knob or anything. Like I've had three four clubs message me this year, all you know from Queens, Broadbeach, a couple others. Yeah, Broadbeach again, right? <laughs> but all trying to get me back. Like Trent Keats asked me because I still talk to Trent, um, who's also a really good bloke, really good cricketer. He's asked me to go Dolphins. Because um, he's now the head coach of mm. Dolphins. Like, I really, really, really enjoy being at the Hawks. Like, I love that club. And I, I would do, like, all the people there are really, really good. I'd count as really, really good friends of mine, right? Like I was saying, I see Ryan like, two, three times a week. Helps you lose down the road. But, like, you go out of the way for people like that. If one of them was to say, hey, can you come get me? Or can you, hey, I'm in trouble. I pick up the phone and be like, yeah, cool. Sam and Mudder doing the Pugola and the deck at my, my new house. You know, I 
it is genuinely, and it's, that's, I think that's why I fell in love with the club so easily and so so much. It, it's such a family club. Like everyone is for no one's selfish there. Everyone is for everyone, and I, I really, really fallen in love with that part of the club and that aspect, which. I'm sure you guys are the same way. Like, uh, I could ask you guys the same question. Like, why, why the Hawks? You guys have been there for a while now. Like, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's great, mate. Well, uh, well, thanks so much, Jake. We really appreciate you. Um, appreciate your time here uh, on the Hawkcast. And, uh, yeah, stoked that you're a part of this club. Thanks, mate. No, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, watch out for a couple of years' time. Note that down. Five years, we'll have a call. And congratulations on the uh, official appointment, too. Mm assistant coach but yeah look forward to seeing what uh season 2021 22 brings us hopefully a few rounds <laughs> <laughs> cheers lads All right, thanks, thanks. Mate.